BYU Cougar basketball is back in action. Marcelo, top of the key, into a triple. Yes! Got it! <laughs> A.B. for three! Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Pregame Live is sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, guiding members forward for more than 80 years. Cougar Pregame Live is also brought to you by Quick Quack Car Wash. Fast, clean, loved everywhere. Now, here's your host, Jason Shepard. Good evening, BYU basketball fans. Hey, it's late, but we're hoping for great. Welcome into Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America, guiding members forward for more than 80 years. Tonight, the 15-4 and BYU Cougars get their second crack at the top team in college basketball, the undefeated and number one Gonzaga Bulldogs. Now, the first meeting between these two teams did not go well for BYU. The good news is that the Cougars' last game was at Portland, and things went very well there. BYU dominated Portland last Thursday night by 45. The final score was 105-60. to The previous one over the Pilots was known as the Matt Harms game. Well, last Thursday's drubbing will now be known as the Gideon George game. Gideon earned his first career start at BYU in that game, and he certainly made the most of it. George led all scores with 19 points and single-handedly out-rebound Portland 13-12. to That is insane. I have never heard of that in my life. All five BYU starters, which included Caleb Lohner as well back in as a starter, scored in double figures, as did Connor Harding off the bench. The Cougars shot an incredible 63% from both the field and from three, and that is a great way to play right before you host the number one team in the country. That type of shooting would be nice to see again tonight, although that is a tall order against the Zags. Now, we could spend a lot of time going over what happened in Spokane back on the 7th of January, but the end result was a 17-point win for the Zags. BYU did not shoot the ball well in that game. They turned it over 16 times, and a very strong start by Gonzaga in that game put BYU behind all night long. So that's why a strong start tonight is almost a must for the Cougars. And one of the reasons Coach Pope mentioned for having George and Loner in the starting lineup in the last game was to jumpstart the beginning of games where BYU has been sluggish. We certainly saw an uptick in that in the Portland game and uh, hoping, obviously, to see that again tonight. And it it really is a pick-your-poison situation defending Gonzaga with players like Kispert, Timmy, both of whom, by the way, lead the WCC in scoring and field goal percentage, not to mention Ayayi, Suggs, and others. You just have to find a way to make things difficult for them. The Zags right now averaging 93 points per game and giving up only 70. That's right, that is a plus 23 for the Zags in their games. BYU, as they say, it's sort of the cliche, BYU is going to have to bring its A game tonight. And for more on tonight's matchup, as well as other insights, I talked with BYU assistant coach Chris Burgess. Chris, I realize it's apples and oranges, but I can't think of a better performance to be coming off of heading into a big game than the way you guys played against the Pilots. The performance against Portland was really, really good. I was very impressed with that. How did you guys view that? Obviously a 45-point win, but as coaches, how did you look at it? We played with force offensively. We moved the ball the right passes to open teammates and we shot, we shot open shots and I thought we ran the floor really well. Um, so as coaches, we left being like, we shared the ball and we played hard and we made shots. We hadn't made shots regardless of who we played this year on the road quite yet. And so it was good for our guys, like you said, just to feel good to leave, leave the gym, making shots and, and seeing that ball go in. And, and we understand, you know, 
the price of poker is going up right on Monday um, with the Zags. And we, we still have to play the same way in terms of executing our offense, playing with force, and then defensively um, following the game plan. I thought Portland made some shots. You know, they, sh- they think they made 11 threes against us that um, they were well contested. Um, they were within the defensive game plan in terms of the ball screen defense or who we were helping off. They, you know, to Portland's credit, they came up. Uh, they banged a bunch. They banged some threes, but we took away everything else that we thought they wanted to do, which is drive to the rim, get to the middle of the floor, run in transition, and we took that away. So, we're proud of our guys' effort in terms of being locked in, especially coming off a total letdown at shoot around against San Diego, where we found out like at shoot around that we weren't having a game. So, it was big of our guys to. Um, not let that affect us and, and, and fight through frustration, as a lot of our guys say, fight through frustration and prepare for the next game. You guys had a new starting lineup, and to say that it worked out would probably be an understatement. Specifically talk about Gideon George and what yeah. he was able to do for you, but just also what that what that did for you to start the game, because I know that was really the reason you wanted to do it was for a better start. Yeah, you know, I think what Gideon and, and Caleb really do well for us off the bench is, you know, they bring a ton of energy and they rebound the basketball and they run the floor. Uh, they bring some versatility defensively in terms of switching ball screens, guarding different guys. And, you know, coach has been tinkering with some lineups and, and sometimes it's not really about the starter. Sometimes it's about who we want to come off the bench, yeah. right? who we want to come in and bring a little bit of a, um, a spark off the bench, right? Richard Harward, uh, what Caleb's done, obviously what Connor Harding and Spencer have done. So proud of Gideon and Caleb not making, you know, any big deal of it, right? There's like, uh, just do the same. I'm just going to do what I've been doing um, when I am in the game, which is play really, really hard, make a play for my teammate and shoot open shots. It was good to see, you know, uh, Gideon rebound the ball. Like, you know, you can always do that, right? Sometimes shots don't go down, but you can always go to the glass. So that was fun to see, Um you know, it's a lineup we like with our length and our versatility. It's a lineup. Um, it really helps when we're making when everyone's making shots right now. You got to pick your poison. So, but yeah, it was it was it was it was a change. And man, it could be our first, or it could be our last one. We might be done. Who knows, right? We might have another one. So just kind of going with the flow and, and seeing what works for us. But the guys that did come in, whether they started come off the bench, like they just they did their jobs, right? They did their job as a collective unit. So uh, Gonzaga is still good. That hasn't changed in the no. last month. Uh, and you know, unfortunately. And this may sound like somewhat of an odd question, but what makes them so good? Is there something that stands out more than anything else, or is it just the collective? It's collective. They all stand out collectively in their own right. I think they push the ball better than anybody in the country in transition with coast-to-coast, with pass-aheads. Timmy will even bring it, right? I think um, Jalen Suggs is Jason Kidd out there sometimes with the way he can really see the floor and pass-ahead, and he he just can throw it on a rope and – so that makes them really unique is the way they're constantly pushing the ball. I think Kispert is so dynamic in the way, you know, if he's open, he bangs an open three. But if you overplay him, he's really smart at cutting without the basketball, moving without the basketball. We actually have been studying a lot just the way he moves without the basketball for our guys, right? Alec Barcella or Trevin Elby being overplay. He's just, he, he never accepts the, what the defense is, whatever, trying to take away. He just does, he does a great job moving without the ball. Um, I think Timmy's a, such a dynamic player down on the block because of his ability to pass the ball, make plays out of the post, and his touch. And they've got, they've got a number of guys who, who are ball handlers, right? Like Ayayi, Suggs, Nemhard, and um, Cook off the bench. Cook, yeah, Cook. Uh, number four off the bench. They all can make plays. They're really talented. You know, they're not necessarily overly, they're not really deep, but they're really talented. They play the right way. They're a juggernaut offensively. Um, so we'll have our hands full, and I think we learned a lot from the first time we played them. Um, we'll see the adjustments we can we can make here in a couple of days prep time, and and like our, our like our guys, I'm telling you, our guys 
are excited for this challenge and excited to have another opportunity because they punched us in the mouth pretty good to start the game. And I think we made, we didn't come out with the right mindset or effort or whatever it is last game. So we're excited about the opportunity to have another shot at that, right. To fix what we, what we did wrong last game. And, and we're excited to get him here in Marriott Center and end up here in the altitude a little bit and see if we can run, see if we can beat them at their game, right? Which is we want to push the ball in transition. We, we got a number of bigs who can run the floor. We got guards, so they're really good. And we're excited for the challenge. This is this is this is who you got to beat, right? These this is who you got to beat to to compete in this league and league and make the NCAA tournament. So we're excited. Where do you feel you've evolved the most in the last month since facing them the last time? I think we've done a really good job um, playing inside out. I'm really attacking the paint. Really attacking the glass. I think we've gotten better uh, transition defense-wise. You know, the, I think they exposed us a little bit with the way they run, with some some things we have to clean up. Uh, them and Pepperdine as well. So I think we've gotten better there with, you know, getting back when the shot's up and locating a man and stopping the ball. And it doesn't have, like, not matching up to your man, per se, right? You just got to, we just got to stop the ball and figure it out in half court, right? You shouldn't run to your man because good offensive transition teams will expose expose you if you're trying to match up to the guy you're guarding, like your man. Um, I think we've grown with trusting our team, our teammates, right, and making the extra pass. Sometimes um, we try to do things by ourselves, and then when we try to do things by the hell itself or do play hero ball, that's usually when we're not playing great. We're playing – we're not – we don't look right, right? We don't feel right out there. And I think we've um, done a good job getting better there. I think our ball screen defense has got a ton better. Um, you know, Gonzaga does a good job kind of snaking it or, or you know – um, kind of playing with the ball screen and cutting across the court, cutting across the boards. And so I think we've done a good job kind of cleaning that up a little bit. And that's going to be big with Nemhard and, and Jalen Suggs. They'll, they'll come off the ball screen and, and split you a little bit and, and allow their big Timmy to roll and create some separation. I think we've done a good job there trying to clean that up. You know, so we'll, we'll see where we're at. I mean, I, I think we've taken some steps forward. I thought the Pepperdine loss, we took a couple steps back, but um, the last two games we've taken some steps forward, so I'm kind of I'm curious to see, uh, see where we're at against the best team in the country. Well, the atmosphere will certainly be different than the last time you had him in Provo, but obviously everybody's hoping for the same result. Chris, thank you for your time, and good luck against the Zags. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate it, man. All right, BYU assistant coach Chris Burgess, and a couple things that, that uh, stood out to me during that interview. We were talking about the starting lineup, and I have not seen anything, have not been uh, you know, told that there's going to be any change. There certainly could be, but as of right now, we're, I think we are all expecting the same starting five uh, that we saw against Portland tonight. That certainly could change um, before tip-off, but right now we're expecting uh, the same starting lineup. But he was talking about you know, so much is made of, okay, well, these guys are going to be the starters, and... And obviously, as we talked about in that interview, some of that maneuvering was to help with the sluggish starts. But he says it could also mean, you know, you want these guys in the starting lineup because then that gives us, you know, player, you know, X, Y, and Z to be able to come off the bench. Sometimes it can be as much about who comes off the bench. I thought that was an interesting take that I don't know if we necessarily focus on as much. Uh, either way, you know, BYU, this is going to be a fun one tonight. You've got the number one team in the country here. Yes, you're not going to have the 20,000 fans like you did a year ago, uh, but this is still a fantastic opportunity. And, and let's be honest, for BYU, you know, you're running out, well, and this is not just BYU, this is anybody right now. And in the WCC, you know, because we're, we're close to it, we see this more than, than anything else. You know, games are, are falling off the schedule every day sometimes multiple games and your opportunity to play more games is is becoming fewer and fewer 
you now have an opportunity to have another game against the number one team in the country. Metrics-wise, this is fantastic, whether BYU wins or loses. But if you have an opportunity to play well and get down the stretch and you have an opportunity to win this game, this could be massive for the Cougars tonight. But, as they say, you have to play the game, and we will see what happens tonight. This season, BYU Basketball and Mountain America Credit Union are changing lives. For each three-pointer BYU BYU makes, Mountain America donates $50 to the American Red Cross to help fund humanitarian services and programs. Coming up next, we'll head next door to the Marriott Center. Time to talk with Mark Durant in our courtside conversation. That's next. It's Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America Credit Union, continues on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Care. We understand that broken arms haven't stopped. Babies continue to be born. Emergencies continue to happen. And doctor visits are still needed. At Intermountain Healthcare, we've put the measures in place to safely care for you in these difficult times. So please, don't put off the care you need, especially for stroke-like symptoms, chest pain, difficulty breathing, or other urgent care. We're here for you. Visit IntermountainHealthcare.org slash here for you to learn how to get the care you need. Here's Jason Shepard with more Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougars, the Zags from the Marriott Center coming your way in about 45 minutes. Let's head next door to the Marriott Center and join Mark Durant, former BYU hoopster, and you'll hear him on the call with Greg Rubel tonight. Mark, good to talk to you. How are you? Jason, my friend, I'm doing great. I'm sorry it didn't go better for you yesterday. I was rooting for your guys, but hey, forget all that. We're going to move on. We've got a, the number one team in the country in the Marriott Center. This is awesome. Yes, let's, it is. Let's go do it, baby. Look, let's yeah. get it done. Like I do want to look forward, and we will spend most of this conversation <laughs> looking forward, but I do want to ask you about Gideon George. Talked with Coach Burgess about it and mentioned it a lot in the first segment. He played really, really well at Portland. Single-handedly out-rebounded the Pilots, which is just such a funny stat. But he he looked extremely comfortable after getting his first start. What were your overall thoughts on the way he played in that role? Yeah, I mean, I agree that he looked comfortable. And I think that's the thing that's kind of been missing for him. And maybe starting some reason makes him feel comfortable rather than just kind of getting thrown in and everybody's been playing and he turns it over, and he seems like he's flustered, and maybe starting is something that will just kind of calm him down and just get into the flow of the game and do his thing because I tell you what, he is a tremendous athlete, tremendous player, tremendous rebounder, no doubt, and a a guy that can score. And BYU kind of needs a guy that can just go get a bucket for him, you know, and get into the paint and and do something off the dribble. especially against a team like Gonzaga, who's going to take you out of your offense. You know that's the case. And he actually played pretty well up in Spokane because he, it was just about let's get him the ball uh, mid-post and let him go one-on-one because that's he, he's just terrific going one-on-one. I don't care who he's going against, Gonzaga or Portland or whatever, he can score the basketball. And so it was just a matter of, of him, I think, getting, getting a comfort level being out on the floor and, not getting flustered, and, and I think I think maybe that the confidence that comes from starting really helped him. I mean, that's, we've got a short, a very small subset to kind of judge that right. on. We'll see how he does tonight, but uh, that, that was just such a great performance. I mean, you got to think that that was a, a really good decision from Coach Pope just because of the results from that one game. I mean, it was phenomenal what he did 
out-rebounded Portland. I've never heard of that in my <laughs> life at BYU. It's got to be the only time that's ever happened for the Cougars. And, uh, I mean, he just did a great job. And, and he'll, he may be, I'm kind of rambling on about Gideon, but he may be the difference in this game, not only because he can score on his own, which you'll need to do to be able to keep up with Gonzaga, but BYU has a real matchup problem at the, at the three spot guarding Kispert. Because if you go with Spencer Johnson or, or Connor Harding or whoever, or even if you try to put a big on him, he's either going to be bigger and stronger or he's going to blow by the big, and, and he's going to be hard to guard on the three. So Gideon is the one guy on this team that matches up good with Kispert and can guard him on the post, can guard him on the perimeter. So both offensively and defense, I think Gideon's going to have a big role tonight. Not much has changed for Gonzaga since BYU played them last. They've continued to just kind of roll on, as we all certainly expected. For BYU, it's been a little different. We've, we talked about lineup changes. BYU's dropped a, you know, a game here or there. Where do you feel like BYU, and, I, and I, the word I used with Coach Burgess in our pregame interview was evolved. Where do you think BYU has evolved the most since they faced the Zags last? Well, I, I, you know, I think uh, they've gotten better in, in the post, which will help them against the Zags. And that was one of the areas when they played up in Spokane that they, they did really nicely. But, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, they might have taken some steps back in certain areas. I mean, they, they had not played well in either game, in my opinion, against Pepperdine. And uh, they did not look good uh, for a lot of the game against Pacific and almost threw that one away. And so... Uh, of course, they looked amazing against Portland. So that's what—that's the good thing is that you come back, you're, you're facing the number one team in the country off your best performance. And I know it's Portland, but you're on the road, and, and they just shot the ball so well from three. I mean, to me, Jason, the, the biggest problem for this team is inconsistency and inability to shoot the ball from the three. I don't care how good your in guy, inside guys are. Uh, you, you almost need to uh, – you just need to shoot the three in college basketball. You just need to. Even if you have dominant big, you got to hit some threes. And you see what BYU does when they're we're knocking down threes to, to go with that inside attack. And, and, and of course, up in Spokane, they, they did not shoot the ball well from three, even though they did play well inside. So, uh, you know, obviously the one thing that I would hope is a, is a trend in the right direction is shooting from the three-point line. They did a better job here at the Merritt Center shooting and then going on the road to Portland I thought was nice. So I guess the my hope is that the one area that they've really improved on, even though I don't think the numbers really back it up in a lot of ways except for that Portland game, is, is the three-point shot because you're, you're just going to have to shoot great from the three-point line to have any chance to beat the number one team in the country. Well, and the other thing that, that I look at this game as – and it's, it goes beyond just saying, okay, well, BYU needs to start better because obviously, you know, Gonzaga just, I mean, had an unbelievable start up in Spokane and BYU is playing catch up all night long. But beyond just needing to have, have a better start, not just against Gonzaga, but in games in general, I, I just, I think this is a game where nobody can be tentative tonight. I, I just think everybody, whether it's Barcelo or Averett at the guard spot, if there's a shot to take, take it. If there's a, you know, if there's a pass to make it, no second guessing. It's all about being aggressive. I don't. I don't think you can afford to be tentative at all against the Zags tonight. Right. I mean, that's how they won last year. Is just coming out playing free and easy and just letting it fly. And then you get some confidence. You make a couple, and the crowd gets going. Of course, that won't be a big factor tonight. But 
I mean, you just, just the Durant got, family. <laughs> well, we, we cheer loud. We cheer loud. But, but listen, I mean, you, you, you're playing the number one team in the country. Nobody thinks you're going to win. I give you like a five percent chance to win, and you know, just go out and have fun. I mean, it's it's hard to expect that the guys like you know Connor Harding or Spencer Johnson or even a guy like Brandon Averett is going to perform on the road in Spokane, you know, at a, at a high enough level to win. But man, when you're at home, you those guys can make a difference. Those bench guys can come in and and hit some shots. And we saw it, you know, against Utah. And they, they you know, those guys can really make a difference. Whereas on the road against Gonzaga. You, you kind of need senior Toulson, T.J. Haas, Childs types guys to compete. But when you're at home, a lot of different guys can contribute. And why not, man? Just come out, play free and easy. There's no pressure unless unless you're actually in the game late. Then there's pressure. <laughs> but, man, just have fun and play and let it fly and uh, see what, what happens. I mean, this is not a game to, to – uh, worry too much and be scared and just go out take it right at gonzaga and let it fly and see what happens all right we've hit on a couple of them ken garf honda nissan and volkswagen and orm proudly present our keys to the game mark of all the things you think are important what's the number one key for a byu win tonight Uh, they're just gonna have to make threes gonzaga's the best offensive team in the country they score 93 points a game the question is can byu score enough and I don't know if this BYU team can. I mean, they're great defensively. They do a lot of great things. But can they score enough to beat Gonzaga? The only way to do that is knocking down at least 10 threes and shoot about 40% from three. If they can do that, they'll be in the game. Mark, great stuff as always. Thanks for your time. And uh, enjoy the game tonight. We'll hear you and Greg in a few minutes. All right, my brother. Thanks. There we go. Mark Durant, our courtside conversation from the Marriott Center. We'll take our final break here on Cougar Pregame Live. There's not a whole lot going on tonight on a Monday in college basketball, but we'll give you the scores that we have when we come back on the new skin, BYU Let's get you back to Cougar Pregame Live with your host, Jason Shepard. Cougar Pregame Live is presented by Mountain America Credit Union, getting ready for the number one Gonzaga Bulldogs in town, taking on BYU tonight. The Cougars with another crack at the Zags, losing by 17 in Spokane back on the 7th of January. Fans, remember when the Cougars went, you win with Papa John's Pizza with a BYU victory tonight. Pizza will be 50% off at PapaJohns.com tomorrow when you use the online promo code BYU50. That's BYU50. This offer is good at any Utah location. Top 25 games. There are two going on right now. Both in the second half and both right around 14 minutes to go. Number four, Ohio State with an 11-point lead at Maryland, 43-32. And number 23, Oklahoma State trailing at Kansas. The Jayhawks currently unranked with a 41-32 lead on the Cowboys in the NBA. Game's going on right now, and it's a good one in Denver between the Bucks and the Denver Nuggets. 62-58 with 20 seconds to go in the first half. Denver with a four-point lead over Giannis 
and Milwaukee. Coming up at halftime, there is a very busy week on campus for BYU's Olympic sports. We will go over the entire schedule plus update you on other regional action in college basketball. That's coming up during Cougar Halftime Live. But next, it's the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel from the Marriott Center. That's where we're heading next. This is BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. This is the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. Zions Bank. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. The Cougar Pregame Coaches Show is also brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, guiding members forward for more than 80 years. Now, let's head back to the America First Credit Union courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome courtside inside the Marriott Center on the BYU campus here in Provo, Utah. Tonight, the nation's number one team plays in Provo. Second time, all time, that the top-ranked team has played at the Marriott Center on both occasions. The opponent, Gonzaga. I'm your play-by-play commentator, Greg Rubel, back alongside my courtside colleague and former Cougar cager, Mark Durant. And, uh, Mark, when BYU split from the Mountain West Conference, uh, the two highest-profile programs for BYU were given tall tasks for football, it's navigating uh, P5-heavy schedules as an independent. And for basketball, it's trying to win a league featuring a national juggernaut that has turned into a true basketball blue blood. The Zags are a machine. Oh, man, they're so good. And I tell you what, it's 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 tough to be in a league that with Gonzaga because it's hard to win the league. But, man, it's cool, too, because you get the number one team in the country in your building and you get a chance to play those guys and beat them in your building that hardly ever happens in the history of BYU to have the number one team in the country on your floor they got it done last year and I tell you what even though they haven't won the conference they've found a pretty good formula to to find a way occasionally at least to beat Gonzaga and I don't know I just got a feeling and there's something in the air Greg imagine me you know picture me at the at, at the poker table and I'm just pushing all my chips in, man. I feel it. I'm going to say the Cougars are going to get the W, even without the whole 20,000 people screaming and yelling like last year. I just have a feeling because it's special to have the number one team in the country. I think the guys are going to be up for it. They're going to be in this game and going to have a good chance to win it. That's Mark Durant. Mark Pope is coming up next here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Tune to the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. For more with head coach Mark Pope, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubel. We are live from the Marriott Center in Provo, 15-4 BYU hosting 19-0 Gonzaga. The Zags on a 22-game win streak. Actually, they're 18-0, 9-0 in league. They haven't gotten to 19 yet. Uh, their last loss, by the way, came in this building against BYU almost one year ago when BYU snapped the Gonzaga's 19-game win streak. Again, Zags have won 22 in a row coming into tonight. In my pregame interview with Coach Mark Pope, presented by Zions Bank for a financial slam dunk. Zions Bank is for you. I asked the coach to put into perspective the nature of games against Gonzaga and what's essential for victory. Nobody's figured them out. Like, nobody's been able to figure them out all year long. They haven't had a game where they've kind of shown, 
weaknesses that ultimately cost him a, a game and and um, and you just see the superlatives of this team keep coming out so it's really exciting for us to take a shot at it see if we can kind of crack the code and figure out a way to put a chink in their armor right now and we're we're so excited to have the game do they look any different from first week of january yeah so it's interesting i mean they're, they're just a little more defined um you know, um, it, it's clear, like, that their guys, when they're in trouble, they're going to Timmy and they're going to Kispert. That's become just imminently more and more clear. Now, every single guy on their, on their rotation is capable of beating you. I mean, they're all so explosive and so talented. But uh, when they get stuck, I mean, that's where it's clear that that's where, uh, you know, Fuey's comfort zone is, is going to those guys and they'll milk them and, and those guys have stepped up and made plays and they've been doing it for a couple years now so you, they have that identity for sure uh, they fix things on the defensive end is um, you know they were in a little bit of a, a deal with Pacific where they, yeah. just, they just you know weren't having their best game and and they went and fixed it on the defensive end was a huge priority for them and the, the the pressure that they can exert and the length that they can show you in their backcourt one, two, and three is really pretty spectacular. Starting with Suggs, who's this incredible athlete, and you know it's hard. You think about overshadowing a Yai on the defensive end; that's really hard to do. But Suggs can kind of do it, and so um, you know those are the two ways they fix them th- some, themselves when things are going wrong is with Kispert and Timmy on the offensive end, and with and with the backcourt on the defensive end, and then. Um, you know, their bread and butter is still their bread and butter. Uh, their magic in transition, their unbelievable passing the ball. They're, they're so much more physical than they look on film. I think everybody watches them on film and be like, hey, we'll be able to kind of manage the physicality of this game. And then you get hip to hip with them and you're like, my gosh, they, they really move people. And um, so they're the number one team in the country. Their high two point number isn't merely a function of half court. It's so much run out and so much speed. Yeah, and it's um, you know they have some guys on the team who just every points per, you know their points per possession. I mean, you look at Timmy; he's a one point one eight points per possession in the post, and so you're like, we got to go monster him. The problem is he's a one point three one points per possession passing out of the post, <laughs> and so it's it's you know like I said, it's a riddle that's been hard to figure out, um, and and you kind of go down the list of guys like that, and and that's why they're a great team. How much of what happened at their place was a function of them being a number one team and playing? like it and BYU not quite looking the way you think you are and and how much of that can can turn around tonight they've had a lot of great teams scratching their heads um, so uh, certainly you always have to give credit to your opponent and and I'm hoping um, that, that some of that was due to us to um, I think we, we we've tr- we're trying to approach this game much differently than we did that one we um, you know we've we've grown a little bit as a team we have some some other guys that are more comfortable kind of making contributions in the, in the rotation um, and so we get to get tested tonight and see, see where we are. You're going to start uh, the same way as you did your last game at Portland, right? So Gideon stays in, Caleb stays in? Yeah, we'll stay with the two young guys. Um, you know, it's uh, kind of it's, it's interesting. In a normal season, you kind of have things mapped out about the trajectory of where you want to <laughs> grow your team and how you want to grow your lineup. And with COVID, with, with the, the, the schedule on a dynamic shuffle at all times, uh, we're there a little earlier than I want it to be, um, and, and we'll see how fair it is to our guys. But um, we're going to take a shot at staying with this lineup and, and see how we do. All right, Coach Pope, thank you for the preview. Have best of luck in this one, and we'll talk to you post game. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate you. All right, that is Mark Pope and tonight's Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. Looking for an even more convenient way to shop at Smith's? Try Smith's Click List. Order online and pick up curbside by the store. Visit smithsfoodanddrug.com for details. Coming up next. It's the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show, live from the Marriott Center. As we get you set for BYU and Gonzaga on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The Cougar Tip-Off Show is also brought to you by BYU Dining, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Also by Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 30 years. Now, let's head live to the America First Credit Union courtside seats and join Mark Durant alongside the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening once again, Cougar Nation. Welcome back inside the Marriott Center. It's an almost empty building tonight, uh, serving as kind of a, a poignant reminder of just how raucous and wild this venue was 50 weeks ago when BYU pulled off arguably the biggest win in Marriott Center history, 91-78 over then number two, Gonzaga. The Zags have not lost since that night when the crowd stormed the court just three weeks before the college basketball world went silent. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Greg Rubel and Mark Durant with you from courtside. Jason Shepard is our studio host. Our control board operator is Liam Howard. Terry South serves as our coordinating producer. Our BYU radio engineers are Barry Squires and Sean Faye. Great to have you along on the new skin. BYU Sports Network. Well, BYU comes into tonight's home game after setting a program record for largest away victory margin. And last Thursday's 105-60 win at Portland. Now, it was only Portland, but uh, Mark, whether it was the performance of uh, Gideon George or the resurgent three-point shooting or the dominance on the glass, there's a lot to like about a performance that uh, we hope shows signs of things to come down the stretch run. Man, that game was a clinic. BYU looked so good. You mentioned Gideon. How good did he look? He's very comfortable on the floor. He's a guy that can go out and get you a bucket off the dribble on his own, which BYU needs. I mean, really, the big problem for BYU has been this year, Greg, that they have games where five five or ten-minute stretches, they can't score the ball. They're anemic offensively. And so just the fact, again, it's Portland, but that, that Gideon was able to play so well. He's a guy that can can stop those kind of streaks and then the three-point shooting is probably the most critical if you're going to compete against the best teams you have to be able to shoot from three BYU's been certainly been hit and miss in a lot of respects but they looked great the other night against Portland which I'm hoping will give them a little confidence coming here against Gonzaga in the Marriott Center because they're going to have to knock down some threes but yeah that that was a really big game just as far as getting people confidence and playing the right way and, and succeeding offensively. It was the last game coached by Terry Porter in the West Coast Conference for, for Portland. Listen, uh, they got rid of him the next day. I don't like it when coaches get fired, but I like to be the reason that coaches get fired because that means you just whooped a team, and, and they did. And I'm sorry to see Terry Porter go, but that you know that, that was a, a dominant performance. Uh, Portland's next game they've already played. They lost to Pepperdine on the weekend. Uh, Pepperdine, by the way, jumping back into the top 130 in net. And that's a good thing for BYU as the uh, Cougs loss in uh, Malibu. Uh, looks a little better with every game Pepperdine wins, so go Waves. Coming up after the break, we'll hear from Gonzaga assistant coach Brian Michelson as the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off show continues live from the Marriott Center on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off show. Let's head back live courtside and join Greg Rubel. Welcome back inside the Marriott Center as the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show continues tonight. BYU playing its ninth all-time game against the nation's number one team. Four of the previous eight meetings have been against Gonzaga. BYU 1-3 in those four get-togethers. Uh, Zags 19-0. 
and on a 13-game conference win streak, I say 19 and 18 and 0. I keep giving them one more win. Not quite Don't yet. Do that. Not quite yet. 18 and 0, 13-game conference win streak. Uh, their last loss in league and overall came on February 22nd of last year. Now, almost exactly a year later, uh, Gonzaga returns with assistant coach uh, Brian Michelson telling me earlier today via Zoom that for obvious reasons, uh, it won't feel quite the same as it did in front of a full house in 2020. Tonight will be a little bit strange. We always think that this is as good as road environment as we've ever been to, um, with especially last year's game probably being the most difficult and loudest of any building we've been to in the last 25 years, which is saying something with the places we've been. And, uh, you know, to come in tonight and have uh, essentially no one there, I I think is going to be kind of a, a surreal and weird experience. Reflecting back to the first meeting with BYU at your place, did it feel equally surreal to be in an empty kennel that night against BYU? Yes, very. We, we had had a handful of games at home, obviously, but no one with the profile of BYU, no one that our fans would have been camping out for like BYU. And, and I think that that night was um, extra surreal because it, it would have been a whole different level and you're expecting it to be a whole different level. And our building was truly empty. Um, and so it was uh, it was a very weird experience. What would you take right away from the first win over BYU? And what would you like to maybe fine tune a little bit tonight? We played really, really well. I think uh, we had been in a pretty good stretch there where we were playing at a high level. I thought we were clicking on both ends of the floor with our our effort and execution. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure we've quite been there since. Um, I think we have for stretches, but not for long stretches or an entire game. And uh, we know to beat BYU, especially to beat BYU in Provo, we're going to have to play at that level for the vast majority of the game, 35, 40 minutes. We can't uh, have these stretches like we've had in the last handful of games. So hopefully we can uh, kind of rekindle some of that energy that we had and, and execution. Folks who see the 18-point margin from the Pacific game might not get a true sense of how that game proceeded for much of it. Are there elements of that Pacific game that are, are are good for your team to have gone through coming into a game like BYU? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you guys experienced it two or three days before we did. Uh, you know, I think Pacific flipped a switch with their with their effort and intensity. Um, I think you guys saw that at your place, and, and I know we saw that. And, and that was good for us to, to be pushed a little bit, for things not to come easily, um, for us to have to battle through some adversity of, of fouls and not playing well. Um, and a little bit of a different playing style. And those are important things for, for any team, you know, regardless of who your next opponent is. But especially, I, I think, coming into tonight against BYU because, you know, I don't think it's a secret that uh, BYU can provide a lot of adversity with with how how good they are, how well coached they are, how experienced they are. You know, they're they're obviously the upper echelon of this league. Finally, Brian, it wouldn't be fair to ask for you to speak for Coach Few. Is it possible for Gonzaga to speak as a program as to the kinds of things it and other high-profile schools are considering relative to what's best for the postseason right now? You know, I think it's still a little early to worry about that. The the key right now, especially for us, is just to – continue to try to win one game at a time especially tonight that's extraordinarily important and then uh, you know kind of see 
where where teams go for that. Obviously, we're pretty solid in our NCAA um, bid, you know, and, and I think right now you guys are very, very solid in your bid, and hopefully that continues here over the next week to 10 days. And then you probably do have to start to look at, you know, what's best for all 10 teams uh, collectively versus what's best for the, the teams that look like they're headed in that direction, which, you know, right now is, is the two of us and mm-hmm. St. Mary's as always is, is right there knocking on the door and you are going to have to sit down and go collectively what's best for, yeah. for a 10 team group, what's best for Gonzaga, what's best for BYU, what's best for St. Mary's. It's uh it's going to be a complicated situation that, that thankfully I, uh, I don't have to be a part of at all. Coach Michelson, uh, appreciate the perspective from you tonight as always. And we look forward to seeing you in the gym. Thanks again. Yep. Thank you. That is Gonzaga assistant coach, Ryan Michelson, BYU fans, whatever financial products and services you need to take care of yourself, your family, or your business, America First is here to help. To find out more, visit AmericaFirst.com today. More on BYU and Gonzaga after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's rejoin Craig Rubel. BYU and Gonzaga tipping it just after the top of the hour here in Provo. Second of two regular season meetings between the Cougs and the Zags, and neither game was played when it was originally scheduled. Tonight's game was supposed to be the regular season finale. Home games on Thursday and Saturday of this week against St. Mary's and San Diego have already been postponed or canceled. So, Mark, uh, tonight is BYU's 20th game one way or the other. If you get to 20 and you've already won 14 or 15, uh, you've already had a heck of a season. They really have, and I've, I've, they've exceeded my expectations. They went on the road, beat Utah State. It was a good team, beat Utah, beat Weber State. So took care of business in the state and then went on the road, beat St. Mary's there, San Francisco there. San Diego State. San Diego State beat St. John's, who's a yeah. pretty good team. Yeah, I almost forgot what I said. It's, you know, they've been and really been in every game except for USC and uh, Gonzaga. Now, I, I just think it's been a great year, and uh, it's still got a lot to look forward to, and uh, the future is bright for this team. They keep getting better and better, which I like about this team, and I'm, I just couldn't be more happy with how they performed so far, and I'm excited to see them keep, keep going. Yeah, Mark just ticked them off. A lot of excellent wins and really no bad losses. And, and yeah, Pepperdine was uh, was a heartbreaker, but it's a Q2 loss, and, and Q2 is okay with the committee. Yeah, and, and, and they're in the game. They could have won that game, and uh, they, they've been competitive, like I said, in all but just a couple games. And, and I, I think uh, they, they've got all the tools, and if they can shoot a little bit better from three, I, they're, you know, who's to say they can't go and – do some really exciting things in the next month or so. All right. Final word before tip-off is coming your way next here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls on. Let's head back live courtside.
right, BYU and Gonzaga coming up. And, uh, Mark, BYU can certainly, among other things, hope for a better start than uh, last <laughs> month in Spokane. It was 23-2 oh, to Gonzaga to open that game. I still wake up with cold sweats from the start of that one. They'll, they'll do much better tonight. Tip-off of BYU and Gonzaga next. This has been the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.